The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. And hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? I am your host, Andrew Lenz, coming to you every Sunday. And today, I have yet another guest. I haven't done a solo one in a while, so why not figure, but... I have a returning guest, Mr. Chris Chavez from History Creeps. Chris and Anthony just won't stop. Silent your phones. And I don't know if you have the laundry list like Matt does. Oh, Matt, no, not like that. Not like <laughs> that. What's up, everybody? How's it going, man? How are you doing? So doing Good, doing good. I'm going to get into today's sponsor. Uh, Chris, our sponsor is very awesome. It's called Homework First. Have you ever, you know, had a brother that tried to get into your NES and erase your data or play over your file on Zelda or Star Tropics? Well, I was the oldest, so no, they didn't do that. Um, but I did go in and, and one time delete one of their games on Super Nintendo, and they had gone through so much of Super Mario World, uh, and I just went in and <laughs> deleted it and made them start all over. That's horrible. Yeah, I was horrible. You needed this. You needed this against me. <laughs> this product so, is definitely needed homework first it's a lock for your nes system it'll keep your kids on task to make sure homework is done and also keep those pesky siblings like chris off of your games <laughs> so go check it out it's a very simple device it works with a combination lock and it hooks right up to your nes system to prevent anybody from touching it it's homework first go check it out so today's topic is, I think, one, another one that not a lot of people like uh, or enjoy as much as I say we do. I, I would say the younger generation does it. They don't look on it as happy as we do. And that is the Batman television series from the 1960s. And there we go, <laughs> right there. Yeah. Uh, it, Man, I can't understand that, dude. I cannot understand not liking the Batman series from the sixties. I just that doesn't compute with me. It doesn't make any sense. It is. I think one of the best Batmans ever. It was the first time that I got to see Batman live. You get to see him on Super Friends. He was on Scooby-Doo. Mm -hmm. But this was like Batman in real life and the utility belt and everything else about him. That's what just always I gravitated towards it. Yeah, dude. This So this was uh, a lot of people from, you know, the slightly younger generation than I. And then, you know, the older generation, my generation and, and older um, this was their first Batman. I mean, I know there was the the serial black and white serial Batman, you know, with the weird ears that kind of was all cockeyed. But uh, this was, you know, m mostly our generation's first Batman, like in in real life. And sure, it wasn't, you know, dark and brooding like the comics after Frank Miller got a hold of it. And sure, it wasn't, you know, a lot of a lot of the things you saw in the comics. But it was still, like you said, an encapsulation of this character that that if if the, you were a fan of the character, I mean, that's why I'm saying it just doesn't make sense. Who doesn't like Batman 1960s TV series, man? Hey, I love Adam it. Adam like West it. is genius, dude. He's so genius in how he plays it. 
Burt Ward, just everything about it. And I actually got into uh, trouble at work referencing this Batman series <laughs> because for some reason, like uh, the my boss and the general manager, they went to some uh, meeting, you know, conference type thing about how to organize and everything else. And they started going around labeling everything just everything the bat cave dude that's what i said and i was like you guys are making this look like a 1960s bat cave and like what are you talking about that's you can't <laughs> you don't say that this is organization i'm like yeah i was like you want to like put a label on my computer that says andrew's computer like how they had the bat computer and... <laughs> dude today i was watching an episode just to get in the mind space of it and there's a scene at the end of the the part two where batman has to get cuffs out of his utility belt and there's a close-up of him popping the bottom open of one of those squares, but it has the labeling that says bat cuffs on it. <laughs> and he pulls out the bat cuffs, dude. It's amazing. I oh, that was that was one of the things that caught me too, where like everything was labeled, you knew what it was, and there's not been a bat cave since that. <laughs> no. Since that. Now you look at now you look at every bat cave that's come out after going like, what is that thing? What is that? Yeah. What's that bleeping thing? But uh, time, if it covered. was the 60s, yeah, man, they told us what was up. Did you notice it was a little bit of a James, I know you talked about it too, but a little bit more of a James Bond feel where every villain had a female with them? Yeah, almost always, right? And they, you had the main villain, you had the female kind of counterpart, and then a, a, a little army of goons. Yes, the henchmen. And they right. always had they always had like some sort of like uh, dress theme, right? So if it was penguin, you know, they might all be wearing like I don't know something for the cold. You know what I mean? Like they always wore like whatever like, to match whatever the the main villain was. I saw one just recently where the henchmen for the penguin were named after birds too. Like one guy had dove <laughs> on his shirt. <laughs> it That's was just amazing. so cool how it was. It was like so, so good. Cardinal, and it, they were all named after it. And Penguin sitting there eating imported sardines. And it, That's so the amazing. The, the character of the Penguin, too, you, you can't even go without mentioning it. it. took me years to realize that was Burgess Meredith. Oh, yeah, yeah. The same guy that was uh, training Rocky. Yeah. In the Rocky films, dude. And he's walking around with his cigar and, or no, his little cigarette. <laughs> yeah. I saw the one that I was watching today was he was tricking rich people into believing that he was a good guy. And he, I love the stories on all these where he was going to, you know, he, he had his goon set up where he saved a guy in the steam room in the Gotham Millionaires Club. And then all of a sudden they offered him a $10,000 check and he turned it down because he wants to gain their trust so he can start stealing stuff from them. Oh gosh. That's I awesome. Love, I loved every, just everything about it. Uh, the narrator mm -hmm. is just absolutely amazing in every episode with the wordplay that he has to do. Oh Yeah. Yeah. And just the, even just his tone, like the way he does a, 
And now here's Bruce Wayne. You know what I mean? Like it was such a, it's like that old school radio voice type thing um, yes. or, or announcer. You know what I mean? It was so good, dude. So good. I, I love it. I mean, I can't help but smile talking about this show. I love like putting it on today <laughs> and having that opening scene where you just, you know, you, you fade into whatever's going on. And so on this one, it's a, it's a robbery, right? There's this person that comes in to, to rob the bank and they, they get into the safe and steal all this money. And then, it cuts to the next scene where there's a guy on the corner selling papers and he's reading the paper, you know, he's saying, read all about it. Bur burglar steals money and it's all counterfeit. And, and you're like, what? So it like leads you into that story. And then next, you know, you got to see what's going on with the police, the, the captain, the commissioner and the chief. Right. And they're sitting in yeah. there and okay, we're going to need Batman. So then cut over to Bruce Wayne and, and, uh, and um, what's his and Dick Grayson, whatever they're doing and then all of a sudden there's the call or the bat signal and they have to then now it's batman's on the scene and they always have that meeting first right the batman yes. and the police like what's going on and he says uh you know we're gonna have to go do this all right well this is a job for blah blah and then music here comes the titles you know and the, all that animation dude it's so it's so um formulaic but it's awesome because when you're a kid, you don't want anything. You want to have something you can follow and understand. Mm -hmm. So repetition is a good thing, right? So when you you can come to this show knowing you're going to get what you need in certain installments all the way through. Even if it comes to that that end where it was a cliffhanger and it looks like they're going to die, you're like, eh, they'll be out of no, it next no. week. <laughs> in that first act, they'll get out of it. The way that you said like the formula and the cliffhanger, it reminds me of two shows as i got older in uh, the law and order kind of csi mm -hmm. feel where you know you come across the dead body but that's Always. the bank robbery and, and batman and then the cliffhanger with x-men the x-men the animated series because they would yes. do that yes nothing was ever solved in a half an hour it was no. you know and then you got the recap in the beginning of it and everything else. So I'm wondering if that didn't help them with this, the way that it's set up where they're like, Hey, we could do this with that way. Batman did it. Yeah. I don't know how many people actually still watch this. Yeah, I'm sure, man. It, it's very influential, I think. Um, but yeah, dude, it's, it is, it's one for me. It's one of these shows that, you know, it brings me back to my childhood. Now, obviously, yeah. I wasn't a kid when it was when it was actually airing. I saw, you know, the replays when I was a kid growing up uh, in Florida. There was a channel that would have it on in the afternoon. So right after school, it'd be on in the afternoon. I knew exactly what time. So I, I pretty much saw every episode, you know. And it was always cool. I remember watching episodes because I used to like Batgirl a lot too. So yeah. you wouldn't know if she was going to be on it until the opening animation sequence, right? So you're watching the the burglars and the bad guys get beat up with the pows and the bangs. And then as the, the animation sequence is almost done at the beginning of the titles, uh, the, the, you know, the, the intro, then you see Batgirl ride in with her little motorcycle and stuff. And it says so-and-so as Batman. And you're like, yes, Batgirl's on this one. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was. <laughs> I wanted to say that. It was like right there. It was at the very last one when they're in the Batmobile. And I remember being a kid like, oh, my goodness. And, and I would just like stare at it. And I'm like, here it comes. And like you yeah. said, you see the motorcycle. And you're like, yeah, Batgirl, yeah. And I mean, who cheered for Bad Girl? But I was like, yeah, this dude, is going to be cool, dude. Bad Girl. Heck yeah, Bad dude. Girl. It was awesome. Um, but it's, it's, it is. It's a big part of childhood and it's a big part of our generation. Like, that's our first Batman, you know? Yeah. Um, 
It was. And I would, one of the things I saw was that this show was, I mean, it was meant to be a comedy. That's how it was meant to be. It was supposed to be a comedy and very much uh, geared towards teenagers because there was always messages in it like do your homework, drink your milk, you know, do it like seriously. That was part of, of this whole package. Um, and one of the things I read was when when uh, Adam West got the first script, he read it and just thought of how amazing it was because it was completely comedic but the dialogue and the way the characters were all acting was like everything in it was serious you know yeah. you know what i mean it was like over the top comedy and zany but they like when you listen to batman talk it's like he's trying to be almost shakespearean <laughs> captain kurt captain kurt like William Shatner, uh, yeah, he was like that. <laughs> but it's funny you mentioned the PSA because the one episode that I was watching, I just watch it like on Roku TV. There's nothing on. And he got into the Batmobile with Robin, Bruce Wayne, and or I'm sorry, Batman. I don't want to give up his secret identity. <laughs> Batman and Robin are in the Batmobile, and they're only going right down the block. And Robin doesn't want to put on a seatbelt. And Batman tells them, Robin, pretty soon you're going to be driving and you're going to have to learn safety. So please make sure you put on your seatbelt. And I'm thinking to myself, did I really need this like now? But as a kid, I would have been like, Batman says I need to wear my seatbelt. So I'm going to wear my (laughs) seatbelt. And that's how great it was. But you mentioned like the milk. There was an episode where they had a milk vending machine. I'm thinking to myself, at what point in the present day do we need a milk vending machine? Oh, God. Right? No kidding, dude. It was funny because no matter what the situation called for, there seemed to be something available that you had never seen before. So milk vending machine, right? Or even in the back cave, like depending on what it is, like maybe there was something where they got something with radiation and now all of a sudden they have a, a tank that they can actually, you know, handle the radiation safely or whatever. And it's always like the most hokey technology. But as a kid, you don't see that. Do you know oh, what I mean? Like yeah. today, the episode I was watching um, was some sort of coding. They were they were they were trying to like look at fibers from from a, a sample of cloth that they collected. And the screen was just a bunch of colored squares that just kept moving around. And and Robin has these these little like binoculars to his eyes with a big red like uh, circular thing here that he could see through. And it's got a little white X on it. And he's just spinning that going, oh, yeah, look at that. You can tell these orange fibers, they're polyester. I'm like, what? What? He was Batman. What's <laughs> the one that I oh, – they needed to connect it to the back computer, but they were they were far away from the back cave. So they're like, we're gonna use a radio transmission. And I'm like, that's like Wi-Fi now, guy. <laughs> like, this is yeah, everyday right. thing. You just send it to like the cloud. Big antenna and satellite dish comes out of the back of the Batmobile. <laughs> and it does the rotating thing and everything else. And they're like, we're gonna tap into it. And I'm like, this is an everyday thing where Batman's like I got it right here, even though it's so special to everything else. Yeah, yeah. I I love the one the one computer too, where all they have to do is type in clues, and then it would spit out the the paper and have like yeah. give you answers and stuff. <laughs> oh God, it's so good, man. I don't know, like seriously, I defy defy anyone to tell me it's. I mean, come on, it's it's amazing. It's a great great show. It's it not is. now now if you're trying to go in there looking for something on the level of like you know, Avengers and these kinds of things, then obviously that's not what it is. Right. But you got to take it for what it is. And 
when you do, trust me, it's only three seasons, but it's it's all worth it. It's all amazing. It's, yeah, you. It's definitely a you got to take it at face value and look at the time and everything else. Because, it, like you said, you watched it on cable. I remember my dad. My dad had cable, but I lived with my mother. My mother didn't. Oh, ours. Ours was on a local channel when I was a kid. Just a regular, was it? plain old local channel. Yeah. Oh, see, we WTOG forty four. I can't believe I still remember that, dude. That's insane. Well, Florida of TV. <laughs> because of Batman, and I remember we got cable, and I got so excited because I could watch Batman at home. Mm. Put it on for me and he's like hey you want to watch batman i'm like yeah i want to watch batman <laughs> and i'm is watching it question yeah and i'm watching i'm like this is like amazing that's all i'm thinking and my first the first villain i ever saw wasn't even i don't even know if he was in the comics but he's kind of like what Clayface was and that was false face you ever see an episode with false face no i don't think so oh my god or maybe i did i don't remember it <laughs> he's just the guy and he wears like one of those clear masks but yet it's like drawn in <laughs> and the whole episode was he was he would just like trick people and though as in the beginning all of a sudden he'd like just remove like a goatee that was like attached to the mask and they're like oh my goodness it's false face and you're like you couldn't tell <laughs> that it was false face this whole entire time and then, he, and then he switched he became chief o'hara he they kidnapped chief o'hara and threw oh, him into a God. dumpster so instead of like going, we're going to put him like, like in today's technology, we can make him look exactly like Chief O'Hara. They just had the guy that played Chief O'Hara. <laughs> yeah. And that was like the first guy, but it was just him in a, in a clear mask and they added some color to it, but that's all it was. So you would just see a normal guy and then all of a sudden when they would cut to him, he would take off whatever parts it was off that clear face and they'd all be shocked like, oh my goodness, it's false face. What are we going to do? And everything was false at the end of it. Like, we're going to rob a bank, but all the money is false. Or something like that, like riddles, but everything was false. And they would sit in the back cave and go, that's got to be false face. Well, he's the only guy in the show right now, but... <laughs> that's amazing, dude. That's the thing, too. They had so many different kinds of, like colorful characters and it did match a lot of the characters in the comics right so like batman i mean sorry joker penguin riddler we had all of those colorful characters catwoman um but then like this false face um maybe it's because they couldn't do Clayface, but guys like tut remember king tut with the yes. <laughs> what uh what's the other one egg egghead i think egghead. was that was that uh vincent price's claire character egghead? yes it was um, I didn't even know Vince's price. It was great, you know too. what I mean? Like, oh yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but th they stuck to that kind of thing, and and for a kid, you know, you want those kinds of just like, like characters that you just wouldn't—they're not normal people, right? So you, to have somebody like the Joker painted up, and come on, dude, Cesar Romero is such a great Joker. You know what I mean? Nobody mentions them either in all these oh. conversations. Nobody mentions them. Oh, he's so good, dude. And I love I love the accent. You know what I mean? I love the fact that you can see his mustache <laughs> under the clown ma makeup. But again, it makes it come across as it wasn't this chemical burn. He literally just put makeup on to make yeah. himself the Joker. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's great, dude. Like kids, like when you try to like tell you tell me if I'm wrong here because you have kids, I don't. But when you put ki kids down in front of a TV show and if it's just something like normal people all the time 
as and then you put them here where you see colorful characters, all of this kind of stuff. Which one are they going to gravitate to? To the colorful characters. And I'm telling you, they did it so well. And it was aimed at kids, so it, it fits. And oh, it still bothers me that no, there's people that don't like this. How is that possible? There's a lot of people. Like when I mentioned it, I'm like, well, Adam West was a cool Batman. What are you talking about? Look at Adam West. Yeah, he wasn't in the best shape. But the way that, that he... That was even looked, better. <laughs> That's even better. The way that he even... He played the character, like you said, just so Shakespearean like, and Bruce Wayne's so. He's a millionaire, so he's yeah. going to be articulate. And Adam West played it articulate. And then Batman. Smooth. And he always used his mind. Because, like you said, yeah. every time they got into something, he was like, I'm going to use my bat so and so. What was the. Mr. Freeze, he made a potion where he could withstand the cold because they that's mm -hmm. another great use of 1960s special effects where they just had the whole room blocked off red and then Mr. Freeze was like in the cold zone and he pressed the button and then he could make that area instantly cold and he'd be like oh <laughs> so we would talk bad to him and he'd be like Tree. and it would just go to that that's awesome <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's um, it's interesting. Aside from just those two, a lot of the one of the things I saw too was that. So for sure, I knew this, and um, Chief O'Hara was created for the show, and they ended up adding him into the comics afterwards. But I didn't know that the ant that was taking care of Bruce and and Dick actually showed up in the comics first before the show came out. And the reason for that was because in the comics, they wanted to create that extra kind of drama of now someone living with them, taking care of them and having to hide their other identities. Oh, okay. I can and in this that. one, she just is, seems so clueless, no matter what, like she's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> she's like the, she's the aunt you wanted to go live with when you were a kid. Cause you sneak out, you can stay up all night, you can do whatever you want. Cause she's just totally clueless. I love the fact that the, the head to open up the, the bat poles. Yeah. <laughs> I think those are you know, labeled as they open up the thing. How come nobody's actually, never accidentally knocked that over? Right. Or asked what the red phone was. <laughs> as an adult, <laughs> I look at it that way. I, I mean, as a kid, it, it made sense to me. But as an adult, I look at it and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, how could nobody oh, ask yeah. what the red phone was with the one button? And it's not the old rotary <laughs> button. It's just a button that you press. And Alfred is another great character. The guy who plays Alfred. I'm trying. Oh, he's amazing, dude. He's amazing. Napier, I think is his yeah. last name. Alan Napier. He yeah. is an awesome Alfred. And I, I love the one episode where Bruce went to a party. I think it was Catwoman. And Bruce goes to a party, and Alfred has to drive the Batmobile and be in disguise. Oh, <laughs> I remember that one, dude. The little black mask, and there he is. And then he <laughs> bring him to action. Oh, and it's so good. Alfred and the Batman, or in like the other Batman series, then fight. Yeah. In the well, yeah. Well, in the TV series, no, right? I don't think any of in any of the movies. I don't think so. Maybe in the TV. I know in Gotham, the TV show, yeah, he was yeah. more, you know, he he did more. Um, and then in, in the comics, you know, Alfred himself, because he's he's actually a British soldier. Like he, I think he was like, M, is it M1? Is that what they're, they're like elite? Um, so. Whatever it is. I don't know. He was, he was in the, in the, in the, 
infantry and i know that was a big part of his thing uh, and then when they updated it it was more obviously with more recent combat type of experience but in the comics you know over the years and decades alfred actually had to helm the bat suit uh, a couple times during different iterations whoever was drawing the story or, or whatever but it's 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 not out of out of character for alfred to ke- jump in and help out bruce wayne when it's time to fight crime i just remember as a kid i never even wouldn't even fathom alfred you know going i'm gonna go i'm gonna not go that guy, no. no but he went in there no. he went in there that was that was one of the most amazing things for me for all for all of these is just oh yeah it's just awesome uh catwoman even eartha kit i think eartha kit was a great catwoman oh heck yeah was, i always think i think i always say how awesome is this every christmas that catwoman is singing santa baby you know what i mean every yeah. time i'm like oh it's catwoman <laughs> nobody and this is one of the ones this is, everybody in these are just so unrated underrated as their character because like you said batman has just become so 100 percent dark and it, he, yeah. he he is a dark character in a way but this was way lighter like even the batman the animated series is just dark oh yeah it this, really is this is i mean i've watched on youtube like top 10 episodes where it was like the word just went overboard um but this always kept it light even though Batman was gonna go down and everything else mm-hmm. He was always, always fighting with something, and he always had something in his utility belt. And there's an, <laughs> it didn't matter what was happening, dude. And that's where I'm wondering if, like, whoever wrote Batman for 1989 didn't really study this, because the famous line in from the original Batman movie is from Joker when he says, "Where does he get all those wonderful toys?" Yeah, in the first that. season of this Batman. Joker thinks the same way too. He's like that damn utility belt. I, they can, I, they always get me with the utility belt. So he makes his own Joker utility <laughs> with like yeah. different gags. I'm wondering if they watched this and they were like, we could kind of use that in a line or something like that. But I just remember Joker having the utility belt and would like be fun stuff like whoopee cushions that would explode and things like that. So powder would go over and Batman couldn't find anything. Yeah, I remember that episode. He ends up switching it with Batman, so he's got the the joke utility belt. And when he thinks he's pulling out something to stop the Joker, it's like confetti and all this stuff comes <laughs> shooting out and streamers and stuff. <laughs> did you so good, dude? Did you ever see the movie? Uh, oh I'm yes, okay, dude, love it. I love the movie. I remember saving Heck up yeah. video factory dollars. Every time you rent a movie from like Video Factory, they give you like a big dollar, and it was Video Factory dollars. And I saved up the Video Factory dollars, and I got the rent the 1960 Batman movie. Went into the little kids section, there it was, and I was like, "This is gonna be so awesome!" And I watched it; and it was awesome. It was, dude. All the bad guys in a submarine, bro. <laughs> and I they were all together, right? I think that was like one of the very first times they were all together. I think mm-hmm. there were some episodes in the series where you'd have one or two of them working together, but to have all of them at once and then they were all coming at Batman, that was like, as a kid, you're like, oh no, this is not good. <laughs> I just remember the Joker and the Riddler 
in there they, they would just laugh at each other and it, they just played it so great like in the throughout the submarine like they would do something or anything like that and then they would just straight laugh at each other speaking of the riddler oh what's his name who played him i used to know his name i loved him dude uh gersh Ger, frank frank gershon gershwin yeah. something like that yeah frank gershon gershine Dude, he was so good as the Riddler, man. I mean, for me, he like set the tone for anybody else who wanted to act as the Riddler. Like, you have to take notes from the way he plays him. He's he played him so well, dude. I don't think anybody's really played that's one where you can say nobody's played the Riddler. Yeah. Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey took some of that stuff, but then he just went overboard with all of his, his way of doing things. But he did do a little study on, 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 uh, Garson's character. Uh, but man, I just, for me, that's the top Riddler still. I, I mean, until we get a really good one, that's the top one. Yeah. There hasn't been two. I didn't mind the one in Gotham too much, but then again, he was, it seemed like they tried to push the Riddler on him. Mm-hmm. But this yeah. one was a little bit more natural in the way that he moved and everything else. Because mm-hmm. I almost put the Riddler and Joker almost in the same category where they're not physically going to beat Batman, but they're going to kind of outsmart him mm-hmm. and torture him in a way. Yeah. And that's where I looked at this. But those were those are probably my two favorite Batman villains. So. Yeah, dude, I used to love when it was an episode with Riddler, and you did, you know, again in the opening, oh. something's going down, then all of a sudden there's a clue, and you're like, oh, Riddler episode, <laughs> you right know what I mean? In the sky too. I remember yeah. they would be right in the sky, and then they would read it, and they're like, what does that say? And then, and then all of it, it was always like, it was always Dick figuring out the riddles, though. Mm-hmm. I wonder what this is. It's this Batman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he always figured it out right away, and he's like, "Good work, old chum." <laughs> <laughs> everything was old chum yeah and he always thought he always had the bruce wayne when he would do it like let me see there's three cows in the field <laughs> yeah and dude it's funny go back and watch a riddler episode and watch how many times dick does does you know solve it first and then the first time he can't in an episode where batman's the one who solves it he's like close stick but really this is what it means. He's like, oh, I should have known that. I'm such an idiot, Batman. <laughs> he like he always just berates so, himself. Just so <laughs> over the top. I love it's that. so good though. What was it? Oh, what was the one? Oh, just well, we're talking about the Robin, just the holies. That's just everything was holy. Yeah. Every situation they were in was holy. Holy mackerel. Holy yeah, slide holy, down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> holy fish in a barrel, Batman. What are we going to do? Yeah, all at the time, too. And, and it was always, sometimes it had to do with whatever was happening. So a bomb goes off in a garbage can. He's like, holy garbage count bomb, Batman. <laughs> I love that. Everything the was puns, good. dude. I love the, the puns. Just, they had so many good puns. Oh yeah, <laughs> love, what was so the, good, dude. I was, like I said, I was watching the one with the penguin, and he did like a holy. He did like a holy. We got caught, Batman, because they got caught trying to switch the jewels from fake jewels to real jewels, and Batman was going to switch them to try and catch the penguin in the act. But the the penguin ended up catching him. 
And Robin says, holy something, Batman. And all of a sudden, Batman just out of nowhere. This was the one I caught. It kind of caught me off guard. He's like, it looks like we're going to have to fight our way out of this one, old chum. And I just start beating the crap out of the henchmen right after the holy. <laughs> it's so good, dude. It really is. It's such a great... I don't know. I, I really too. I, you know, if there's any listeners listening to this episode, right, and and they are listening to you going like, "Oh, come on, man, really? You guys are going to talk about this?" Yeah. No, 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 no. Do yourself a favor. Go watch it. Sit down, watch a bunch of them, but watch a bunch of them and sit down and think to yourself, what would it be like if I could go back and be a kid and not have a worry in the world, right? So pretend you're a kid again. Sit on the floor, cross-legged, put the TV on, eat a bowl of cereal, and watch the yeah. episodes. Guarantee you'll come out of that loving that series. It's so, so good. Well, uh, another iconic thing about the show, too, is when they climb up the wall. You think oh. they're actually climbing up a wall, then people would When I was out. a kid, dude, when I was a kid, I was like, wow, like, I really thought they did that. I didn't understand, like, like you know, uh, TV magic, you know, and how they actually do it. So I thought they were climbing up the walls, but yeah. And then it was, oh, the people popping out uh, at the beginning, I think were just kind of normal people. Then it became like celebrities. It was always a celebrity that popped out. You know what I mean? I don't remember how many celebrities there were, but like, I remember there being celebrities always popping out of those windows. I remember going to the strong international museum of play and they did it with Spider-Man. They didn't do it with Batman, but there's an actual thing where it looks like a wall and you can like make it look like you're crawling, you're crawling up on it. Cause when you just but go down on your hands and your knees <laughs> and then you, you have, and I'll take the picture. And then when you actually see the picture, it looks like you're crawling up the wall, but it was for Spider-Man. And I never understood why it wouldn't be for Batman. I'm like, that would be so cool if it was Heck Batman yeah, because that's where wall, well, Spider-Man's a wall climber, but the whole idea of climbing the wall was in you know, Batman and yeah. the Batmobile is even great in it too. I think that's a very underrated Batmobile. Nope. Even love every it. Time, every time they got to stop, they have to deploy parachutes. And then do that <laughs> quick, like, so and then all of a sudden it just goes around. I love every time it would like exit or enter the Batcave. All they did was speed up the film a little to make it look like it was really fast. You know what I mean? It's so amazing. I used to think it was just that fast. I'm like, wow, this is so I great. Know, the way that everything hits perfectly, you know, the the sign goes down and they go jetting yep. through. It, and that Batmobile it, had everything. The Batmobile was like a vehicle version of the utility belt. Anything yes. he needed was in there. And if it, at that time it was needed. You know, it, it had fireworks that it shot up in one episode. A whole bunch of fireworks and all kinds of, you know, uh, flares. Um like you said, the parachutes out the back. I think it had oil slicks that it would shoot off. I think there was a thing where it would shoot gas and knock uh, somebody out if they were like trying to steal the Batmobile. Like it was anything you needed. That thing was like, that was a top car, man. That was a top car. You gotta get the turbines to speed. <laughs> and just that's all you would hear. You get a Batmobile. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> it's so good. I think this is probably the most. <laughs> perfect batman show there is and i'm gonna go, i know a lot of people are like well, what about you know in the 80s and everything else and you know christopher nolan i think this is the most perfect because it can go for all ages because you can sit down like you said you can sit down with your kid and watch this and you don't have to worry about the mentioning of his parents, I don't think they ever mentioned what happened to his parents. 
I don't think so, unless it's super impassing him saying like he lost his parents tragically or something. But I, it's like literally just maybe a two word sentence like that, you know, or a few word sentence like that. I don't think they ever really got into it. Uh, I don't know. I, like I said, I have I have them. I think that this is actually making me want to start going and binging them and go, you know, go through the whole series again. Um, but yeah, I don't think they ever do. And that's the thing. It's not dark. And everything else that came out after this series uh, 89 on wanted to be dark because it was influenced by Frank Miller's Batman. I mean, cause when he came out and did, you know, the dark Knight, um, like people flipped, people yeah. had never seen Batman in this dark gritty way, you know, and, and it just totally changed what that character was going to be, how the character would be represented moving forward. Um, yeah, this, this kind of, this is still a time. I mean, it was the '60s too. Look at the yeah. entire way, just the look of the the show, right? It's very '60s. There's an episode where, um, it's like a dance club or something, and Batman goes in in full his full costume. Everybody's just dancing or whatever, and Batusi. he does the the Batusi, dude. Like you're watching these <laughs> like ridiculous '60s dances. The '60s music was always playing. You know what I mean? This was a time before there was too much that had really. Um, I don't know, scarred America even as a as a country, right? I mean, yes, we had a lot going on in the '60s, but it's it's almost like it was that last gasp of of innocence before you know before Vietnam. war, before this, before all this other stuff that came out. So I don't know. You're right. This it's the most accessible because children will love it for for the pow the bang those little comic things that come up every time they punch right um just the kind of over the top everything the death traps were always over the top and didn't look too scary but just scary enough for a kid right um all of that stuff they would love teenagers might look at it and judge it in certain points but there's still stuff in there that they can they can get out of it right they can see you know uh, um i don't know <sighs> That's I'm actually lost because I don't really know teenagers, but as a but as an adult, dude, even as an adult, you could look at it and understand that a lot of it's made for kids. But if you if you look at it and like pretend that it's not zany, pretend it's not comic, um, there's dangerous things happening and there's people, bad people trying to do bad things and these guys trying to stop them. So you can enjoy it even on that kind of a level, right? Um, yeah, it's I don't know, dude, it's super accessible. I think it's I think you're right. It's like, like you said, it's just the way that it is, is it's um, um, taken from the toys that made us for the one guy was talking about Skeletor is Skeletor was scary, but just scary enough. And with the traps, they're, they're scary. They're like, oh, my goodness. Can your little kid had you're like, OK, Batman could be eaten by sharks. He could be drowned. He could do this. Things that are pretty major, which are scary. I remember the buzzsaw table, the giant buzzsaw, and he's slowly inching toward it. I'm, I always used to, I mean, I didn't always. As I got older, I thought, just speed up the thing, man. You'd get done with them faster. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what's the point in having it go that slow? The, the penguin one, he had him hanging behind a carnival game. <laughs> and there was silhouettes. In, in front of each of them, but you couldn't see it because they were behind a curtain and they were hung up and it was Batman and the Boy Wonder. And he told uh, Commissioner Gordon and Chief O'Hara that if he could shoot the red balloons that were right by Batman's heart, but they couldn't see Batman because he was covered by the silhouette and the curtain, that he would give a $1,000 to the police department or something like that. 
and they did and i was like oh my goodness even for a minute i went back to like a little kid i'm like are they really gonna like shoot batman but he had something it was some bulletproof plate or (laughs) yeah bulletproof something it was a good thing they took it It was like the most craziest thing imaginable because even in the movie, he has what the back shark repellent because they're on the yes on the dinghy and he's like that is the amazing so amazing dude. How about when he's just running around the docks with the bomb, just trying to figure out where to throw it? He goes to throw it here, and there's people here. He's like, I can't do that. He, no, I can't do this either. Finally, he gets ready. He's like, Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> That's one of my I'm, favorite lines, dude. It's just so. It's colorful. It's, I feel it's still iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, my youngest son will watch it every once in a while with me, but that's because it's it, it's colorful. It's not dark. It's yeah. not gritty. I mean, I know now I kind of like my Batman dark and gritty in a way, but I still want to go to this and remember what Batman was. It's just yeah. a comic book character, not... That, I'm telling you. So, that solved crimes. He's an actual detective in this. He's smart. He's artistic. Not somebody that's con- conflicted every day if he should kill somebody or not right. kill somebody or has, has rules. You never hear him mention this in that show. And I think that's why I enjoy it because of the, the campiness, the comedic, but also a little bit of seri- seriousness in each episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I'll tell you, um, it, it's legit. If, if you really want to enjoy this show, you have to be eaten like a bowl of Lucky Charms, <laughs> right? Whatever your favorite cereal is, pour yourself a bowl of cereal and watch the show. You'd absolutely love it. Yeah, it's. I don't think it should ever go away and should never. And it should. It should this is one of those things that should be passed down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Seriously. I don't think it is going to go away, man. You know, because I think about it, the fact that we live in an age now where you can get basically anything that's ever been recorded, you know, it's now available. So um, I'm glad it's because this is it's 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 such a part of culture. It's such a part of our childhood. It's such a part of what it, it does. It has influenced a lot of what came after. It really did. You know, not that everything that came out, you don't have to follow a certain formula, but there's a lot of influence you'll see you know, in, in other things that came from stuff like that. I don't think we have an incredible Hulk without Batman. Yeah, you're right. That's how awesome this was. Well, Heck thank yeah. you for, thank you for joining me today. Is there oh, anything you want to plug there? This was my pleasure, man. No, I loved it. This was good times. Uh, plug, yeah, uh, head over to our the website of the network, BICBP-radio.com. Uh, we have a ton of amazing content creators on there, a whole lot of podcasts to look through. So uh, trust me, when we have our tagline is podcast for everyone, because guarantee you'll find something you like, BICBP-radio.com. If you want to check out some of my other stuff, I do a show called History Creeps with my buddy Johnny Townsend and Carter Johnson. I do a show called Sounds Your phones where we talk about movies we we literally review movies um myself and sean fritz and then uh there's also chris and anthony just can't stop with anthony mullen who also does vinyl divers on the network um but yeah check those out and um keep an eye out we have some more fun stuff coming at the network in 2021 there it is i know i enjoy being part of this network it's it's definitely well, the greatest yeah, experience that I ever had was being a part of this network and everybody helping each other out and, you know, just yeah. doing these episodes with everybody and getting to see other different sides of what 
who they are other than what their episode is. So I know I'm exactly. really please. I, I always say go check out go check out the website and uh remind reminding you once again go check out the facebook page for let's talk with no politics okay on instagram doing retro gameplays and other videos on youtube and doing bonus episodes for helium radio every friday at 7 p.m so please go check that out and with that being said good morning good afternoon and good night <laughs>